and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Let's creep. Yeah, we're going to kick off creep. And we have a really special guest to join us today because he gets to the bottom of all juiciness and reality TV. We have Zachary Reality on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Um, okay. So basically we're just going to creep. So first off we have Katie's 12 days of messiness thoughts. Her first one was Blake. So that was kind of a great way to start off the 12 days of messiness. Um, I'm kind of confused on the whole point of this. Um, she said <laughs> that like a follower asked her to do it. It was like a follower's idea. Also, if you guys look at her Instagram page, she has highlights. So she's saving each. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's just very, very helpful. If you're, if you miss a day or if anything. Right. Crucial. It's very crucial. But I just don't really understand what the point of it is. You're just doing that because one fan asked you to. Like, is she a Swifty? Is it because it's 12 days of Christmas? I think I know why. She wants people to talk about her relationships, like her relationship status. And she can't stand that now that she's not in a Bachelor Nation couple, people aren't talking about her relationships. Is that where you're- And I feel like the best way to do it, yeah, is like to take something that's so freaking popular right now, the Taylor Swift album, and use that. Yeah, so I have so. I have thoughts on Blake being day one, specifically, like, I, I agree, Zach, it was a good way to kick it off, but I thought that to use the song, We Are Never Getting Back Together, like, I feel like that kind of minimizes the fact that she was engaged to a person. Like, it, I feel like that yeah. song you use for like your college boyfriend that you hooked up with for two weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she just knew the engagement wasn't going to work out ever. And I think the reason she chose Blake is because he was already on another season of The Bachelor. So he already knew the gist of it and how hard things were going to be after with like all the PR and stuff. So I think Blake was just like the perfect person to sit through those fake interviews with and talk <laughs> about your engagement with versus someone else who like wasn't used to fame or Bachelor world before. So you think that like That's she went into it totally knowing that it was bullshit? I like low key, like I low key feel like, like she knew it was never going to work in the first place, even when they got engaged. And I feel like even when she agreed to be the bachelorette, like she never actually wanted to get married. Like she didn't see that for herself, but I think that she just like couldn't turn down the opportunity and had to go through with it. So I can't blame her for that. I don't know. I always thought her and Blake were like the right type of weird for each other. If that makes sense. I did actually believe that they intended on having a real relationship. So this is all very interesting to me. I mean, I could definitely see that because I see that she's a little bit, not even in a bad way. I really like Katie, but I think it is a little thirsty to be doing all of this. Like I do think she wants the attention yeah. on her. So I can almost see that like, yeah, maybe she chose the best choice because that she knew that she got, you know, she would stay in the spotlight longer, but I don't know. My thought is like, until you call out Greg as one of the 12 days, I don't care. Like, I don't care about anyone else. So did you, you said that Katie commented, what, what is your tea? Spill it for us. Yeah. So I did a TikTok this morning. Um, Cause I do TikToks every day on the bachelor. And a lot of my followers were asking for me to like, give my thoughts on the 12 days or whatever. And at first I wasn't going to do it. Cause I thought it was just like pointless, but then it just became a bigger thing. Like more people were like, what is going on? What's going on? So I made a TikTok about it. And I was just like, I'm really confused why she's doing this. And then somebody commented, I can't wait for Greg. And then I pinned it to the top mm -hmm. and Katie follows me on TikTok. So I knew she was going to see it eventually. Um, so she saw it and she commented on it and basically said, um, and I have it pinned too, that she's basically waiting. Like the last one is going to be like basically in inferring that Greg is going to be the 12th day. So we have well, I mean, six more days. Saw that one coming from a mile away. I just wonder like, who's going, like there weren't enough key players in her season for there to be 12. You know what I mean? And she put James and Aaron together. Like put them separately yeah. give Aaron his own one. He needs his own one. Well, because we're okay. So we're, this is Monday. I don't know if we need to tell people that or if that's relevant, but like so far right now, she's done Blake, Andrew, Jordan, Aaron as one. And then Thomas today. And like, besides those people, like who the fuck else was on the season? Justin and Michael A is going to be a good one. Michael A. Can she do like Matt James or something? Like, why does it have to only be from her season? And also, I don't know why she's doing this either. Because I don't think that Katie's the type of person that cares that much about clout. Like, from my like experiences with like briefly messaging her, like, it's not really her vibe to get all messy with the guys. I think I just I don't know what she's getting out of this. I think she's just trying to like, 
be an influencer and like create like connect to her audience now that she's like freed from a lot of like the obligations and I think that she might feel like this is the only way to connect with her audience is through The Bachelor because I mm. know she wants to like pivot and like do comedy and like talk about other things but I think she's just trying to mm. like find her voice on the internet post bachelor that's interesting because she did share a story a while back or like a few weeks back um basically like so do you guys want like beauty routines or do you want yeah. like a tell-all and it's like she doesn't know where she fits as like mm. an influencer now it's kind of funny she's trying to figure it out and i think yeah. that she's probably going to realize that most of her clout if she's trying mm. to be an influencer is going to come from talking about the bachelor and it's just the way it is. I mean, I do plenty of content as well, but most of mine, my, the best clout comes from Bachelor. So it's like, you might as well just do it and get the coins and monetize. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else to wrap that one up or? And we're, we could edit everything, so. Yeah, yeah. I just wanna know what you guys think she's gonna, which song she's gonna pick for Greg. Ooh, good all, question. All too well 10 minute version. <laughs> I mean, like that's so dramatic if she makes that for Greg. But it's the obvious choice, so I'm just mm, like, that's interesting. I, don't know. I like okay. it. What did you say? Which song? All too well, ten minute version. Yeah, somebody else it specifies that. the ten minute version too. Yes, yeah, yeah. it has to be the ten minute version is much angrier than the original. Right. Oh my god. Oh, I wish you asked me that in advance because I would have done some digging. <laughs> like I feel mm. like there's probably a few good songs, Dear John, and she could say Dear Greg. All I know is it's going to make perfect <laughs> sense when she posts it. But yeah, skip to, skip to day 12. So Ben Higgins got married and I did a little creeping on all things about his wedding. So Nick was at the wedding. And if you didn't know that, you could check his stories because he posted it like 74 times, actually sparking engagement rumors now. Did we all see this? I'm not he, surprised. Yes, but you should read it or like yeah, um, for context. read it, the caption for, yeah. yeah. So he shared a few photos of him and his girlfriend and with the caption, the band didn't play single ladies, but it didn't stop everyone from singing. If you like it, then you better put a ring on it. And now everyone's saying like, well, what the hell? Are you getting engaged? Also too, how do you not know that the lyrics are, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on oh, it. Oh shit, That's offensive exactly. to me. Coming in hot. Um, I make a lot of grammar mistakes myself, so I won't name <laughs> him for that. But I think Nick just like knows how to get people talking. He's been in the industry for so long. And I think it's really easy when you get to a certain point to like say what you need to say to get in an article and to get press. Like, do you remember yeah. that whole Lance Bass situation when he called out Connor the cat? Like that whole thing just like summed up Nick Vile's podcast as a whole. Like he just knows exactly what he's doing and he's just so shameless about it. Yeah, but well, do we think he's getting engaged though? Yeah, why not? They have a dog together. He has a house. He's ready. He wants to get married and have kids. So I feel like within within the year, yeah, I don't see why not. To, to a 22-year-old? We're like, no one thinks this is weird? It's not like the weirdest thing in the world. He, mm -hmm. He's 40, right? So it's 18 I years. I think he's 41. Yeah. Isn't he 41? Uh, is, are we sure she's 22 and not 23? Like, it's probably 17, 18 years if you want to look this up. She's 22. She's not going to be 23 until summer next year. So she just turned 22. She just turned 22. Like, so that means when they were originally hooking up, she was 21. Like, come on. And he is, he's 41 and he just turned 41 in September. So literally 19 years. That's right. Math, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. seen other like celebrity relationships like this before, like Lala and Randall, if you watch pump rules, but I guess they're breaking up. It's definitely weird. I mean, I would expect Nick to be with someone a lot younger with her, a lot younger than him, but it's, it, it is a lot. It's giving me statistic vibes. I don't think they're going to get engaged anytime soon. I agree with you that at some point they will, they live together, they have a dog, but I think it's just what you're saying that he knows how to get people talking about him. And here we are right now talking about him and that's what he wants. Yeah. I wonder though, like, so he's obviously infamous for getting down on one knee and, you know, not having it work True. out. <laughs> I'm curious if like, I mean, I could see them getting engaged for sure, but like, do you see them actually getting married? I'm not so confident in that i think they'll last I, this is the first girl that nick vile has ever dated since he's been in the public eye that wasn't on the bachelor so i That's really true. think just for that she is the one for him hmm. okay i wish i knew more about natalie because she does even though she does um have a lot of followers and stuff she does i think keep a low profile on that i don't i haven't seen her be on many podcasts with him or interviews i think there's literally just one out there i think they'll stay together if she is happy with having babies with him and kind of taking 
a back seat mm-hmm. because Nick talks about this a lot that like him and Caitlin Bristow never would have worked out because both of them like to be like the personality of the relationship and like the, the star, so to speak. And yeah. that really clashes. Um, and I think if she's willing to just like go along for the ride, take care of his kids, um, then I think that's fine. If she wants to, cause I know she does do some modeling and stuff too. I think if she wants to kind of work her way up and become like a bigger personality, then I think we might have issues down the line. But hmm. she doesn't because she hasn't. Like they, I think they've been in the public eye for like six months or whatever. And like, she has not once tried to like capitalize off of his fame or anything even close in regards to that. Like she seems so unbothered by that. So I really think that she likes him for him. And if not, why would she date him? Do you have any tea on that? Um, how she wished him a happy birthday and she like copied someone else's caption? I kind of just feel like everyone was taking that out of proportion. I think people were over-exaggerating that. So You're uh, a little bit of a Nick defender. Am I? Yeah. Am I, I the drama? Am I the drama? I am. <laughs> maybe I am um it was pretty verbatim which I do think was strange but at the same time I'm like what is her advantage to copying someone's happy birthday caption like you know what I mean I it it is kind of eerily weird because it really was a a lot of the same words but I'm like what is this I think the advantage was why would she do that I think the advantage was she couldn't think of anything herself so she found a caption that she thought maybe expressed what she wanted to say but couldn't come up with it herself so she kind of like pieced it together and didn't think she'd get caught, but like that's not happening. But she can't like use a thesaurus and like <laughs> take that caption and just oh change a few of the words. Or she can't just not write anything at all. Just write happy birthday, I love you. Like you don't need to write your if, if just because it's your like man's birthday, like you can keep that birthday card between you two. You don't have to put it on Instagram. Like nobody would question her if she just wrote happy birthday, I love you. Hope you have the best day. Like she made the totally. effort to do all of that. Um, well, speaking of Nick, back to the wedding. Yeah, who got married again? I know, right? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Speaking of Nick, actually, uh, he also addressed that he connected with Sean B at um, the wedding, which is funny because I feel like it's been so long that people forget that they were like the ultimate frenemies. Not even frenemies. They were the ultimate, what's that word? Actual enemies. Well, they hated each other. Literally the whole season was Nick versus Sean. And Sean wouldn't even refer to Nick as his actual name. He referred to him as the other guy. So they've had a lot of tension for leading up to now, but now Nick has set the record straight, but someone asked him if he saw Sean B and if they talked and he said they shared a beautiful moment together. So I guess we can all bury that drama. I don't know. I'm part of me is like, once again, Nick Vile saying something that's getting <laughs> us talking and it's not even true. Um, I don't know. I guess is Sean in a relationship at all? Not sure. Or has he moved on since Caitlin? No. Um, I don't know. I would believe that they could be on good terms now. And Nick does seem very happy with Natalie. And so I think it's really down to Sean. If Sean chooses to hold the grudge or not, because I think Nick is in a place where he's definitely moved on from it. Mm -hmm. 100%. I also think that Nick is trying to finesse getting Sean on his podcast because he knows that's a really good Ugh. move and he could make that happen. I would be more interested to see what happened with Nick and Blake because they have gone at it on social media on the low. Not a lot of people talk about it, but mm-hmm. on the low for months. And there was times when like they tweeted at each other and Blake is like, Nick always tries to find a way to make me the butt of the joke. And Blake has been like very offended. And they have similar careers when like with Bachelor podcasts and like they're both probably the two most engaging Bachelor alumni. Of, like talking about like the new seasons and stuff so I feel like they've always been rivals in that way so I would be more interested to see how that conversation went because I feel like they probably just like ignored each other and it was like awkward or like it was like fake cordial oh right because they were both at the wedding so what was their like what have they been bickering about just that like Nick probably talks about Blake on his podcast well, because he's in wait, this is Blake Ho- wait Horseman. sorry this is Blake Horstman yeah. like okay just well the one thing okay. is that Nick put out like a PSA like if they make you look good on The Bachelorette, like they're going to make you look bad on Paradise. Like something about that, basically comparing Brendan from this season to Blake Hortzman. Okay, so Blake that's Hortzman accurate. So 100% that's accurate. But Blake Hortzman got really offended and was like, why does Nick always try and make me look bad? And um, But that's accurate. That kind of- that's literally true. That almost sounds like he's kind of defending him too because right. he's saying like, oh, like he was made to look bad by the show, not by Blake's actions, yeah. which is, you know, What a debatable. weird thing to be mad about, but. It's weird how people get really sensitive about like certain mm-hmm. things that like they shouldn't even care about. 
But I think Blake was upset is that not only does Nick have like a really big audience, but he's also an alumni. So maybe he should understand more. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is where he was more upset about that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else was making that same comparison because it was really an obvious comparison. Like Brendan was the Blake of Paradise this year. Yeah, totally. That's really weird to me that he would be bothered by that. As if he can't, like, what did you think? You got a good edit, like, obviously. Right, like, to me, that sounds like a compliment. I, I don't, I yeah, I don't Blake see that. Blake is still bitter to this day about his edit on Paradise. Like, He's he, just like he Jed. He, that sounds just like Jed. Anyways, back to our, our talk. Where were we? Um, Who got married again? <laughs> uh, seriously. <laughs> this is just a small aside, but, like, do we know what the wedding hashtag is? Because, or was. Because Ben tweeted out getting Higgy with it, and I, like, died inside a little bit. But no one used it because I clicked on it and no one posted anything under it. And then Blake used Benny and the Jess. Oh, so they were told to not post anything about the wedding until the 18th. Uh, okay, because probably like People Magazine. Yes. So once that comes out, I'm sure everyone's going to post their wedding pictures and then we're going to have to like revisit it. And it's going to be another topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. And this wedding is just going to be like a topic for another week. So yeah. I'm assuming that he also was like hoping everyone posts about it on the 18th as well to kind of keep it going. Well, it makes sense. I actually was going to say, like when I was talking about Nick Vial being obsessed with himself, like it's really funny to go to a wedding and then share only photos of yourself. That's why. Yeah. So I kind of thought like, I wonder if there's some kind of deal with People Magazine or something. That, and I think Ben also put up an Instagram story before the wedding and was like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to post about it. And like, oh, okay. they, so it was like a little bit of both. I think that they just wanted to keep it under wraps for a little bit just to enjoy it. But I'm like, you guys are not Kardashians. Like, it's not that big of a deal because somebody commented on one of my TikToks to like, do you think everyone had to sign NDAs? I'm like, they are not Kardashians. Like, it's literally just Ben Higgins. That's so fucking funny. But do we think, what is the better hashtag? Getting Higgy with it or Benny and the Jets? Is there a third option? Third option, none of the above that one. <laughs> okay. I mean, getting Higgy with it. Like I, I will really cry if that's what it actually was. He, he tweeted it himself. That's like the source. I really hope he was just joking. So when, when we find out later this week, I, when I'm they're allowed to re- the release more pictures. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see okay, what happens. Okay. Like maybe on the 18th, everyone will have something to post about it. Or maybe people will just forget about it. Did you not realize that everyone got married last weekend? Paris Hilton. Oh yeah. Oh. Simon Huck. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. There was a lot going on since it was Ben's wedding weekend. I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what like Lauren Bushnell's posting today. Just just interesting to kind of go full circle. And I thought it was interesting. It has nothing to do with Ben, but she gave her husband a pretty solid shout out. Um, Someone shared like a video and she reshared it and she wrote, can't believe I get to make babies with you. And I just thought like, ah, what a nice closing to this chapter. Lauren has a baby with her husband. Ben's getting married and like we could all put. Ben and Lauren to rest. I'm just happy for both of them. It, it's nice when it feels like there's, yeah, there's just no longer any, any, you know, that ne- there necessarily was animosity, but you know, when we, we watch these couples like form, go through whatever they go through and then break up. And then when people are with the people they're supposed to be and everyone's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And like, they probably won't get asked anymore. So when was the last time you talked to Ben or when was the last time you yeah, talked to Lauren? Like, it's kind of like we could put that to rest. So we can wrap up in, in five minutes, but did you, that's the only, that's all the creeps that I have, but didn't you say that you had some tea about the men tell all from this season? Well, just that the men tell all is going to be filmed this week. And the tea I have, what I found so interesting is I was looking into like getting a ticket because you can like get tickets to like, you know, Kelly Clarkson show, all these like daytime mm-hmm. show and the award show. So I've been looking into getting a ticket for like the bachelor men tell all and then when I met this girl this weekend, because we were um, about to go in for RuPaul's Drag Race, so we had tickets for that. Nice. And she's basically said that you have to be in the union or in SAG in order to get in the mental all. So basically, you have to be an actor, basically. But what about, like, reporters? They don't have press? Well, that's different, because they're reporters. Yeah, So, but, like, they're not in the general audience? No, the general audience is all actors or, like, people that are, like, relative to someone working on the show. That's so interesting. Wasn't there the girl that, like pretended that she was in love with Connor and then she made out with him on the mental all yeah well that was that was totally safe well yeah all for that even like made it to the internet crazy that they do that because just like from a from an industry perspective like that's much more expensive to have all um, yeah they pay you SAG actors but I think it is probably because it's much easier to get them to like commit to an NDA you know what I mean if it was just like a lot of normal people I think 
a lot more information would get out. And I feel like there's already so much around the women's health, all the men's health, all about how chopped up it is and how much context they leave out. So it's already kind of like. And she was like tight lipped because I tried to get this girl's number and I just met her on the line for RuPaul. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like she was not going to give me her phone number at all. Cause I was like, wow. just tell me, like, yeah, I'm not going to, like, if anything, I'm going to be like, someone told me, like, I'm not going to out you. Right. But, but she was funny. just very tight lipped. So honestly, they, it's probably smart that they do that, but the spoilers are just everywhere for bachelor nation anyway. Well, yeah. we don't, we're a spoiler free pod. So. Ooh. All right. Next up. I earlier this week, I had a theory that remember when Katie shared on her Instagram that someone sent her platonic flowers. Like it was like a yes. note that said like, um, these are not romantic flowers. I just want you to be happy. So, and people mm-hmm. have been speculating like who sent her the flowers. It was obviously someone from her season. And I thought hands down, it was going to be Andrew. Turns out we know straight from the source, Andrew himself, it was not Andrew. Um, I made a video on TikTok and people are sharing it and commenting on it. So I sent it to him and, and the video kind of shows um, it plays Taylor Swift's song to them running towards each other. And I sent it to him and and asked about the flowers. And he said, oh, that brought back some memories there. But no, I didn't send her flowers. But that is 100% something I would do. So, yeah. He is such a gem. Katie, like, missed the boat on that one. Such a gem. Like, such a little muffin. So sweet. So nice. Like, you've had a few back and forth DMs with him. And he's been nothing but kind and nice and yeah. sweet. No, we are big Andrew supporters over here. And I just thought it was interesting because I feel like he was a very obvious choice for someone to do that because they were very friend vibe. And I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, when Blake and her split up, he would, I mean, he said it himself, he would be the type of person to do that, but it wasn't him. So the jury's still out on who sent it. Any thoughts? So- are we positive it's someone from her season? Well, my thought is like, if it's not, why is she sharing this? True. Like, I don't, I'm thinking Michael A, knowing that it's not Andrew. Could it be Michael A? Could be. I don't know any other men from Katie's season. Like, yeah, that's a theme. You know, what's funny. Like, I feel like it makes the most sense to be Greg because he was so distraught over the fact that she thinks badly of him. Like at the, after the final, mm-hmm. final roles, like he was like upset that she was so angry like he was mad like you know this is a girl I really loved and she like thinks I'm yeah. a gaslighter I could see him like kind of sending flowers to maybe keep the peace yeah to kind of bury the hatchet a little bit you know like yeah but Andrew's besties with Greg I don't think he's one to like air out Greg's laundry but Andrew come on and I'm like would Katie share it if it was from Greg like I feel like she's the kind of person who's still mad like we have not yet gotten to number one of her 12 days of messiness where she says she's going to share whatever song she feels about Greg but I feel like it's not going to be a nice one well yeah that's the whole thing it's either like we will know where she stands with Greg based on the song she chooses and if she like if she chooses all too well like maybe that means she's kind of broken over it still and I don't think that. Yeah, could be. I think she's more angry. I have, I truly actually don't know. I don't know either. I could see her actually maybe still in a weird way harboring feelings because, you know, their ending was so dramatic. Even at the, after the final rose, she clearly was so angry. And you know what I mean? Like the opposite of love, they say like, isn't hate, it's indifferent. So it's like, if you're feeling that kind of deep anger, like there's still a lot of, emotion there but I think because she was engaged to Blake she was kind of downplaying that and she's just like no like fuck this guy I hate him mm-hmm. but well it, but now that the whole thing with Blake is to put to rest right. they have moved on that was a short-lived thing to then go back and be like oh this is the guy who actually broke my heart and fucking shattered me yeah and that is what all too well is about mm. well you know what it reminds me of like Caitlyn's finale because she had to put down Nick so hard to prove to Sean that like he's the one she chose and like Nick right, they've, right, they've right, spoken right. out about it like a lot recently but like she's like I had to purposely downplay you because I had a fiance that was so jealous so I'm not like I'm saying I don't think Blake was a jealous type but I'm sure Katie really had to double down on her hatred for Greg yes. to kind of make Blake feel better because he sees how it played out on TV Everyone thought it should have been Greg. So in conclusion, Andrew did not send those flowers to Katie. Jury's still out on Greg. And everyone else. Sent them. So yeah. So if you did send the flowers <laughs> and you're listening to this, let us know. All right, what else? Okay. 
some information that is revealed in Hannah Brown's new book that's coming out next week was just revealed all over the internet. People magazine had the exclusive and here is the excerpt and what it said. At a February engagement party for Dylan Barber and Hannah Godwin, Brown and Weber began talking and then surreptitiously left the party together. He was like, I have so much to tell you, Brown recalls, writing in her book that the former couple ended up in bed together. The chemistry just wasn't there, she says. It just sucked. And then I found out he had another girl, runner-up Madison Pruitt, on his mind. It was all so bizarre. It just sucked? What just sucked? The sex. How do we How do we know that's what she's, what just sucked? Like- it says the chemistry just wasn't there. She says it just sucked or, or it could be the situation. Yeah, sucked it could be the situation sucked. sucked. My first reaction is I, I'm not hearing that she's saying he sucked in bed, but. And I guess if there's one thing we know about Peter Weber, it's like, I don't think he actually <laughs> sucks in bed. I think that's like the one thing he <laughs> does a lot. And it's also kind of funny that this is all coming out when Peter is on his children's book tour. Like he has the adventures yes. of pilot Pete, a real page turner coming out right now. And this is when Hannah's book is coming out as well. When's her books coming out in like a week, right? Weird timing. Totally. And maybe he should end, add this to the end of the book. Another adventure. With yeah, have Pete. you gotten a chance to skim through the adventures of pilot Pete? No, I have not looked at it. Mm. Is it, are you going to get it for your child. Yeah. Um, there's one more like quote thing. If you want me to read that too. Yes. It says Weber ended his engagement with Sluss to explore a relationship with Pruitt, <laughs> though they didn't end up back together. Meanwhile, Weber and Brown, who has been dating Adam Woolard, 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 I don't know, for a year, haven't spoken since. Things might not have turned out the way I expected, but I try to learn from every moment, she says. I don't wish ill on anybody, and I'm in a really good place. When you were just saying that, it reminded me of that Charlie Day, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia meme when he's like like trying to, I, what, I don't know what the scene is. Like tr It's like trying to piece all these things together and like going crazy yeah. about it with like all of that stuff on the walls and like all lines yes. pointing to like different yeah. things. Um, yeah. I picture it being a tree of all the different characters here and like, okay, who slept with who, like having marks towards everyone. Yeah. Like Peter's web of sex conquests is really complicated. So it's, I, I need a notebook to keep up. Totally. I would like to know what they talked about. Like, it's very shocking to hear that they had sex and like, that is great information, Hannah, but I would also like to know <laughs> what you talked about because I feel like that's probably what led to them then not pursuing well, I think what he talked to her about was like, Hey, I got engaged and now we're over. And I'm also seeing this other girl from my season. And now I'm also seeing you. So I, that's probably what he talked to her about. No, I took from that, that he hadn't reached out to Madison yet that like him and Hannah Ann had just broken up. He's like, Hannah Brown, wait. But then after that moment, he went, he was like, oh, but also I'm still thinking about Madison. So I'm going to like, go do that. Wait, but remember when Hannah Ann said at the, after the final rose that um, she's like, there was actually three mm -hmm. women involved in our engagement, me, Madison, and you said that you needed closure with Hannah Brown. So maybe this was his way of getting closure. Maybe. I really, I need, I need a timeline. I need someone to be a fly on the wall for every time Peter Weber is with a woman and tell me how this all went down because then there's also Kelly Flanagan people. It's this is Charlie day at the wall, trying to piece it all together. Like I, I can't keep up, but I, I wonder, does it actually say that she slept with him? So all I'm hearing is they were in bed. It says he was like, I have so much to tell you. Brown recalls writing in her book that the former couple ended up in bed together. The chemistry just wasn't there. She says it just sucked. And then I found out he had another girl, former runner or runner up Madison Pruitt on his mind. But that to me feels like they had sex or might as well have, you know. Well, I need Barb to weigh on, in on this. So we're going to keep a close eye at her Instagram waiting for her comment because this is coming right in the middle of Bud's book tour and she'll be damned if someone messes that up, Bud. Barb is my dream podcast guest. Yeah, she's she's a gem, TV gold. Do you think Barb liked Hannah Brown? I think, yeah, I think she was probably a Anyone that sleeps with her precious bud, she likes. That's why she didn't like Madison because Madison wouldn't yeah. sleep with him. A very sex positive household. <laughs> right. She's really invested in her son's sex life, but you know, whatever floats your boat, Barb. So yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all we have for the creep segment. Do you want to tell everyone where we can find you? I mean, they probably already know you because you're like blowing up on the talk, but tell us anyway. Maybe they do. You really never know. Sometimes bachelor fans, if 
have not found me yet, but mm. I am at Zachary reality on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube podcast. Everything is just at Zachary reality. And I always am covering all things reality TV, but I would say bachelor has become like 70 to 80% of my content. And I'd like to think I'm just like the top bachelor TikTok creator on the app. So, um, I will take that with a badge of honor. Nice. Well, we're honored that you were willing to come on and share some, spill some tea with us. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you you for having me. This episode is brought to you by what do you mean? Looking for a new way to spice up your girls night for the girls is the ultimate adult party game from the makers of what do you mean? That is a spin on your favorite sleepover classics. The game is filled with truths, dares, challenges, confessions with 500 cards to keep things rolling along. It's a perfect recipe for a wild night with the girls or guys and is bound to make your birthday party, bachelorette party, or impromptu game night a night to remember. You can pick up for the girls for your next girls night or bachelorette party at amazon.com and you can use code she's all batch for 20% off. So we're kicking off bachelor encounters and that's when you guys submit your stories of meeting bachelor stars in the wild. So I'm going to read off a couple that we have this week. This is coming from Michelle. She had an experience with good old Robbie Hayes. So she wrote, one time Robbie Hayes opened my Snapchat and he sent back a shirtless pic holding wine saying, cheers. I think I still have it in my Snapchat history. Let me look. And she shared her Snapchat history and she was really trying. She sent to, let's see, there's a lot of people I have to zoom in. She sent to Jordan Rogers, Josh Murray, who she said um, opened her Snapchat, but didn't do anything with it. Jojo Fletcher also opened, but didn't do anything with it. And then Robbie Hayes opened and responded. I have so many questions. Okay. First, how did she get all these people's Snapchat? Is that public information? Oh yeah. Well, like Snapchat is for like now it's for like 12 year olds, but I think back when it was like at the height of its popularity, like everyone was on it. And I'm pretty sure you can literally just type in anyone's I, name. I thought someone had to accept you in order for you to be able to send a snap to them. Is that not the case? No, that, that's not the case. Oh, okay. This is like, yeah, it's just like a super, I, I remember like back in the day, Snapchat was like when guys would just send like dick pics No, to totally. But I thought they were at least from people they knew, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, apparently you can send dick pics to Robbie Hayes. So. Great. And maybe you'll get one back. I don't know. I Again, like I haven't had Snapchat since like, 1930. So I don't know if anyone's on. I, Michelle, let us know if you still are on Snapchat Mm -hmm. because we may want you to send a couple more snaps to a few other people. Yeah. And explain the rules of Snapchat because we're old. Um, also too, I find it hilarious that of course, Robbie's the one to like respond shirtless with wine, like trying to have a moment because I have heard that he is someone that uses his position of having been on the show before to like sleep with girls like he's known for telling people yeah i can get you on the show blah 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 but then they hook up people have told me that who didn't um wasn't that like luke pell's thing too he like told people like i can get you on the show it could be how can robbie get people on the he show can't, like, but that's the really thing he's lying it? he can't that it's literally just a pipeline right. to get girls but why does he think that that girls that, would believe him yeah like or or why do the girls believe him um because they're they dumb. probably want to hook up with him yeah i mean yeah. Ro- robbie is now I feel like he's aged to look more like, like a Ken doll, but he was really pretty back in the day. He was really pretty back in the day until he had that um, Kate Gosselin haircut in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Gosselin. Well, that wow. is a throwback. I, wow. I haven't thought of her in a long time. But that, no, you right. did. It, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so heads up to everyone. You can, you can snap Robbie Hayes and maybe you'll get That's a good back. one. I like that one a lot. The next one's a little bit scandalous about a certain someone that got engaged in paradise. So someone wrote in, a friend who dated Kenny told me prior to leaving for paradise, he made the comment of he will never get married, never live with anyone and never have kids. Told the producers he would do anything to stay till the end because they get paid more the longer they stay, but he has no emotional connection to anyone or anything. It's so funny to listen to him on the podcast, Girl, We Gotta Talk. I guess that's the podcast name because he talks about his wedding plans and moving in with Mari. It makes me sad because it highlighted to me how fake everything is. So that's that's a big accusation. Um, thoughts? Well, my question is then, is she saying that his plans to marry Mari are all fake? And he's just like saying that until we forget. And then a year from now, they're just going to secretly like fizzle and and 
go their separate ways or does he feel differently now? Cause he was saying that he wasn't going to do this before he went on the show. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, out of, out of the three couples that got engaged on paradise, I have the least amount of confidence in Kenny and Mari. So this wasn't too surprising to me, but, and also like, he was like a 40 year old boy band manager. Like it's not that crazy that he never wanted to get married or have kids. It could be that like, that was his MO before going to paradise and, and Mari kind of changed things, but even his behavior in paradise, everyone looks at him like, because he's now in an engaged couple, he's this wonderful guy, but like, he was like two timing Mari and Demi and going back and forth the whole season. Yeah. This is not surprising to me, but I really thought I saw something with them a little bit. I don't know. They again, like I say this a lot about uh, Katie and Blake, like they were the same type of weird, you know? Yeah. But then I think like I can fizzle. Go hook yeah. Up. No, you're right. Like you don't need to. You don't need to put a ring totally. on it. A Neil Lane. A Neil Lane ring on. Well, it. so yeah. do you think Mari is aware that this is not a real engagement? No. I, I see. I don't know because if for how he behaved on the beach, going like mm-hmm. back to Demi, back to Mari, like he was going back and forth a lot. I, I don't know. I think she may have some inclination again, and this is only if he feels that way. Now it could be that like Mari changed his views on things, but. Or Mari, or forty-year-old more boy band manager. I don't know. Yeah, or Mari's in on it because I don't. Is she like a night one go home girl, or like I don't? E- I couldn't even tell you what season Mari was on, but now I know lots about Mari. They could have been in on it together. She's from Matt James. Yeah, season. I didn't know that. Like, when did she go home? Night one, night two. She wasn't relevant really in the season. Again, I slept for <laughs> okay. most of it. You're so. like, I was. My eyes uh, were closed. I was sleeping. I really, yeah. So I can't tell you, but I mean, again. I can still see your point that like she may be on in on it because the longer they stay together, they can really yeah. milk these endorsements. But I, if I were to predict one of the three couples, who's going to get, who's going to break up first, hands down these two. What are the other cu- couples? Serena and Joe and Riley and Marissa. Oh, right. Do you count I could see them as, as a, a paradise no. <laughs> success couple? Well, uh, I like that. No. But I don't just because they didn't get engaged. Okay. I actually feel like they have more, I'm more confident in them lasting yeah. than some no, of the No, I think other they ones. actually are going to last too. Okay. Moving on. I mean, we have other ones, but I can actually segue to a, a personal. Oh, yes. Encounter. I would love to hear a personal bachelor encounter. <laughs> so this is funny. I've been debating if I wanted to share this, mostly because I forgot the guy was from The Bachelor. So I had a bachelor encounter in Vegas. Uh, this is. 2012, my last single year. And so I, I see this guy at the bar and I think he looks like Sean Lowe, but really he didn't. I just wanted a reason to go up to him. So I go up to him and I say, have you ever, have you ever heard of the bachelor or like, have you ever been on the bachelor? And he looks at me, he goes, Oh my God. Like, do you recognize me? And I'm like, wait, what? Like I didn't, I had no clue who the guy was. Turns out he's a guy that went home night one on Ali Fedotowski. Oh my God. Like, what are the fucking odds that a guy that I go up to and say that was actually on the show? That's hilarious. So we ended up hanging out like that night at the bar. And I think like the next day there was no sleepover. Don't worry. Um, But the next day, I think we met up at the pool with like his friends and my friends. We did kiss. I (laughs) He said such a bachelor line. Oh, I'm so cringe. I I can't believe I'm revealing this. But he said, um, this could be our last first kiss. And I like almost threw up in my mouth. And I'm like, you belong on The Bachelor. Like, I am not surprised. So taking it a step further, I obviously like asked him all about the show. That was like pretty much my reason for hanging out with him. That and, you know, some free drinks. So I asked him, I'm like, okay, so like you went home night one, like what happened? So he says, producer set him up. He said he knew that Allie liked soccer. So he actually got a soccer jersey made for her. And he got like Fedotowski put on the back. The producers didn't let him give it to her. They said like, oh, we'll save that. You can give it to her on like a one-on-one date or something. And obviously he never got one. Instead, they made him tell her a story, like an embarrassing story from college. So I guess when he was interviewed for the show, he revealed that his nickname was Shooter. And the reason why his nickname was Shooter is because like he came early while hooking up with a girl in college. So they made him come out of the limo and say, Hey, Allie, I'm Shooter. If you want to know why my nickname Shooter, come find me later. And like, he was the guy, like he was that guy that season 
that everyone's like, oh my God, like there's no way he's getting a rose. Like he was that guy. I'm like, that's the guy I fucking hook up with in Vegas. Wait, I can't believe awesome. this is the first time I'm hearing the story. This is such a good one. Oh, I know. I, it is a good one, right? Like I, I was holding out. I wanted to save it for a special occasion. That's a good one. I am obsessed with that. I really hope he doesn't listen. I actually, so I, I looked him up. I have no interest in, in seeing how he's doing, but I looked him up on Instagram just to like, you know, see if he's still being shooter and he doesn't really have like an active Instagram. So I don't really know what he's doing with his life, but I hope he's well. Yeah. It wasn't our last first kiss. So that, that romance died pretty quickly, but well, yeah, that was my bachelor's. Now experience. that you're saying that, I actually have one that I also want to share. Um, yes. So I'm trying to think of how to even like contextualize this. So actually, a guy from my hometown that I went to high school with was on JoJo season. He was a night two go home. So like Earth episode two go home person. His name was Will. Um, so we went to the same high school. He was a few years older than me. And then when I was in college and I guess he was either in college too or had just graduated college. Like it was a year out of college or something. We like dated for like a month or two. Um, but this, but this was okay. before he was on the show. Um, and then a few years after that, he was on the show. It really was like a month or two, like fizzled out pretty quickly, you know, no hard feelings or anything though. I think everything's whatever is fine because I had reached out to him after he had been on the show and he was the person who connected me with a lot of people. I ended up interviewing for my other show. So, oh, so he came and yeah, he did, but I've tried to have him on uh, my old show before and he is very retired from reality TV. I don't think he had a good experience or really like liked the whole thing, obviously, because he's an episode two go home. I'm sure they didn't lead him in like a good direction. You know, um, I'm actually trying to Google this guy and it's so hard to fucking, I'm literally clicking through an alphabetical order um, like cast list. And I'm like, he's literally going to be the last one. So hold on. Are you looking for a shooter? No, your guy will. Uh, is he a 26 year old civil engineer? (laughs) He's not really shown a lot night one. And then I think maybe it was night one or the episode where he goes home. He does like a little fortune teller moment with Jojo. You know how like he pulls her aside. They do like some fortune teller thing, like a little paper one that you would literally make in elementary school. And then he kisses her. And then in her interview, Mm. she's like, I don't think I was ready for that kiss with Will. Like that was kind of weird. (laughs) And then he went home. Okay. I I finally clicked. Um, I see him. I do remember. You do. Like I remember his yeah. face. I mean, not really, but like I remember his face. That's funny. Cute. Yeah, that's it. Simple. Oh my God, Wells was on her season too. Flashback. And I think of Wells as so differently now as opposed to someone who was on JoJo season, you know? Well, that's that's yeah. what I meant by flashback. Like obviously he's very relevant today, but like to see him as a cast member on JoJo season is just really funny. I like forgot about that until you said that. I'm like, oh wait, I kind of dated someone on the show once. And that was a lot better than my bachelor encounter from last week with Jed. So yeah, true. If you haven't heard, go back (laughs) to last episode. Someone submitted, I met Hannah G the summer of 2019. This was right after Colton's season aired. She was in the Burbank airport and she was dressed in a way that was clear. She didn't want to be seen. We were both in the bathroom and I recognized her immediately. I whispered, are you Hannah G? And she looked up and smiled and said, yes, I made sure to be quiet, but told her how much I loved her on Colton season. and was rooting for her in her future love life. She was so nice and even agreed to take a picture with me. I think she appreciated the fact that I didn't make a huge scene. Nicest celeb I've met hands down. Uh, We've heard other times that Hannah G's really nice too. Yeah. All the good things about Hannah G. Yeah. I think it's so funny to me, the whisper. Are you Hannah G? Like, cause like, imagine someone comes up to you and says, are you energy? And, she, and you're not, you're like, what are you also the fact that about? like the last name initial has so much significance yeah. that it's like, like oh Hannah God. G like is a, a name as opposed to like, like her name is just like right. Hannah, Hannah Godwin. She is Hannah G, but it's like, no, no, no. Like the Hannah G. Are you Hannah G? <laughs> you know, what's funny too. Uh, I, this is like a reach. <laughs> But uh, there's an episode of Friends where Christina Applegate's on and Phoebe keeps like introducing her herself. So she's like, Christina Applegate keeps calling Phoebe oh, by the yes, wrong yes, name. Yes, I know Phoebe, exactly what you're talking about. Phoebe turns to her and she's like, Phoebe. And she's like, why does she keep making that noise? Like, if you don't know what the person is asking, Hannah G sounds like Hannah G. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Are you Hannah G? Like, what does Hannah G mean? She could have been like, what? Imagine it wasn't her the possibilities. Well, it's just so weird to like ask someone if you are their actual name, but it's like the name is 
like you know what I mean there's like a gazillion Hannah G's in the world but it's just the fact that it's like <laughs> no the Hannah G also she could have just done what I did and said like do you watch The Bachelor or are you from The Bachelor right, right. Like, I feel like that would have been a little bit more of an acceptable question, but maybe she was very confident. It was the energy. energy. I just, I can't stop laughing about the whisper. <laughs> Are you energy? Yeah. I love it. Well, that's all the Bachelor Encounter submissions we have for this week. If you want to send your Bachelor Encounter, please DM me at She's All Batch, and we would love to read your story on air. Yay. So Steph actually had the opportunity to sit down with Kristen Whitney. She was from Nick's season, or you may also know her as Scallop Fingers from Bachelor in Paradise. She was such a gem. I am in love with her. And she spilled, like, when I tell you guys the hottest tea, like scenes that were completely manipulated and fake, how she really feels about the Scallop Finger stuff. Buckle up. You're going to love this one. So let's get into it. All right. So we have Kristen Whitney here from Nick's season of The Bachelor, and she was also on Bachelor in Paradise. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You, like I said, were on Nick's season for a hot minute. So did you want Nick to be The Bachelor? Did you feel a connection with him? So I did not. I um, I wanted it to be Luke Pell at the time, who's a very okay. good friend now and in a relationship with one of my good friends. So it's funny how oh, life cool. circles. But I remember thinking, oh, he's a country boy. He loves, he loves God, like all these things that I wanted in a husband. So mm-hmm. they had him as the bachelor my season. And funny enough, he they like well, not funny. It was, I think, pretty tough for him, but they like pulled the rug on him last second and oh, yeah, I announced that. that it was yeah, and they announced that it was Nick, pulled him from like several seasons before the night before us girls flew in and my roommate at the time has a video of me and I'm in my room and they walk in and record me and they tell me um they announced the bachelor and they're like it's Nick and I was like oh. you guys are funny and they're like no no we're serious and I'm like that's hilarious no it's not and they're like no we're serious and I start crying oh my god wait so <laughs> who told so you drama. it was Luke was it confirmed as Luke no they they hinted to it in our like okay. interviewing and so they're like they they interviewed us as if it was Luke and they're oh, like, okay. we can't confirm for sure, but you know, wink, wink. And it was, it was just, you know, the reality. It, it basically was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. So I was like, well, that's great. Like he and I could actually be very compatible. What are the odds? This could actually work out. And then it, just to be blunt, like when they announced it was Nick, I was like, oh, there ain't a, there ain't a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so you were on his season and you know, for a few episodes. So did you guys, when you actually met him, did you feel like there was a connection or you just were totally not into it? Okay. You know, what's so funny. I saw him last night or two nights ago for the first time in four years since I was on the show. And I, I, uh, and I'll get back to your question, but I walked up and I introduced myself to his girlfriend. She's adorable, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I shook his hand and I go, Oh, and we've met. And he goes, yeah, you could say that. What? (laughs) Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. I think he just was, I think he's just kind of an awkward box and he was prepared for it to like, I don't know. It's so funny because I'm like, we're literally strangers. Like, I don't know. It was so funny. funny. What's so funny. We ended up, we ended up small talking after that, but um, it was so, it was so obvious. Like he, I thought, okay, this is weird, but it won't be awkward. Like who Mm -hmm. cares? Like we didn't have a relationship. Like I wasn't there long enough. It was so awkward. My friend was like texting me during dinner. She's like, why is he so awkward? I'm like, I don't know, dude. And then <sighs> at one point, I don't know if I was flustered, if I was tipsy, whatever. I, I turned around and I hit my water mm-hmm. and it dumped in his lap. <gasps> <laughs> and he, and he like, you paid he him back like, for that comment that he gave to you earlier. I did. It was like, it was actually very funny. The whole table found it quite funny. He was like, um, all right, cool. But wow. anyway, we ended up talking real estate and stuff after that okay cool to answer to answer your question um there was I thought he was a smart dude like he's tall I'll give him (laughs) that he's taller in person um but I was the only girl in my season when I left who hadn't kissed him so okay well I was gonna ask did you kiss him that's funny yeah never kissed him there it was weird it was a little strange for me because I was on the first group date or the second group date. Yeah. Second group date and got the group date rose. Um, so I thought that was typically when someone gets one of the first group date roses, you have a little, like at least another three or four weeks 
of getting to know the person. Yeah. It's like, you kind of get marked as like almost a front runner. So the first three roses, the the two group date roses and first impression rose, people are like, okay, well, they'll be around for a while. And then I went home, I had a pretty like fundamental, like, um, conversation with him after that and went home shortly after. So I don't know. Yeah. So they didn't show that you got the group date rose, right? Because that was the whole, no, you're right. They cut it out. The, they so cut it out. that's what I wanted to ask you about because like your role on that season, I feel like you're most known from Nick's season as the girl that Liz confided in for yeah. her, mm-hmm. her secret of yeah. that she slept with Nick prior to the yep. show. Yes. So, that was, that was the MO. They didn't show. So I like one of the group dates. I like won the um, challenge too, which was stand up comedy with him. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, they didn't show any of that really. Oh, okay. Weird. They just so, pick and choose like whatever fits their storyline after they film everything. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to ask about. So with this Liz saga, is there something that we didn't see on TV? Because it shows you and her like at the pool and you're the only one mm-hmm. that, that we see her confiding in and you're just mm-hmm. kind of like asking her all the questions. Was that set up? Like, did anyone tell you like, Hey, go over here and yeah. Ask her these questions. No way. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were like, basically like Liz has something she wants to tell you. It was so, it was just so orchestrated. Wow. And then one of the conversations they filmed between her and I to make it look like her and I were talking, a producer pulled me aside who had befriended me and like gone out of her way to be like, you're my girl. We're buddies. Like I'm assigned to you, blah, blah, blah. And so she pulls me aside and she's like, wait, come here. She's like, so tell me about, um, Nick. And we talk about Nick the whole time, like Mm -hmm. nothing about Liz. And then she pulled Liz aside in the exact same spot and had her sit on the opposite side. And then they talk about who knows what, I don't even remember what their conversation was about. And they edited it together to look like Liz and I were talking. But I guess like, what's the point of that? Because couldn't they have just gotten the same thing out of you guys talking? What the hell is the point? Right. Well, and and honestly, to just make it look more dramatic and tell a story. So if they could get they actually tried to make it look like a betrayal between her and I, which was very comical because when I sat down, the conversation I had with um, Nick about it was he was asking me all the questions and he was like, is there anything like, you know, about la la la? And I was like, um, no. And I was playing so dumb and, and he just kept pressing and pressing. That's what he wanted our whole time to be about. Right. Well, he he obviously had someone in his ear telling them like he, someone was obviously telling him that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, he wasn't, he, he didn't care. Like he was being told to ask me those things. And I'm like, no. And that's why I remember one of the things that there was like this meme or there's still this gif of me being like, um, that you guys had sex. And I say it really like, like hesitant, like I'm trying so hard not to yeah. say it because he kept asking me over and over again. He's like, well, what did you hear? We did. I'm like that you guys hung out. And he was like, well, what did you hear that we did? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't care. Like right. I'm thinking he actually wants to get to know me. I'm like, why aren't you asking? Me right. Me? Yeah. Well, yeah. He just and wanted so me I, to say that one line because that was that one line. And then it was like, we're good to go. Yeah. Bye like, Carson. Right, slip on the ass. You've served your purpose. Wow. <laughs> Enjoy the cocktails. That's yeah, insane. It was, it was super annoying, but it comes out of my mouth. Like I'm saying, um, that you guys had circs, no, like jo- the, the meme or the gift says, I think like six instead of sex or something, but it's cause oh. I was trying so hard not to say it. Cause you have to think I was so paranoid of the cameras the whole time. Like I would clam up. I was always thinking they were going to twist my words. So I was trying to be overly cautious. And on the show that kind of backfires on you. Like mm-hmm. when you're trying to be overly cautious, they almost use it against you more than if you're just super compliant and like own your role. So that's what Jillian when- Anderson said. We had her on the podcast on the first episode and she was like, basically, if you go along with what the producers say, you may have a better chance at getting a decent edit. But if you yeah. are difficult, if you resist, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to play. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. It's so funny. Honestly, I think it's true. It's kind of like insane. Cause I was so cautious. And then when I went to paradise after that, I kind of learned and I'm like, whatever you guys are doing for my Mm storyline, it's going to be better for me if I roll with it. Right. I rolled with it more. (laughs) So, so you went to paradise and when you Mm -hmm. first got there, um, well, you were a hot commodity in paradise. Everyone wanted you, you were like the girl to date. Um, but when you got there, you got, I think it was just that everyone was in relationship. (laughs) No, because you're hot. So they wanted you, but when you got there, you actually asked Matt on a date and Matt was kind of linked up with Jasmine. Was that producers telling you to do that? 
because then yeah. she got mm-hmm. okay they said matt is absolutely your only chance to stay oh here God. and he's a really great guy and they said trust me because i i forget even who i wanted to ask but it wasn't him and they're like trust us if you want to stay do you want to stick around they're like you just got here are you ready to leave right now and i'm like god no i went through so much to get here you know right. like that's what people don't realize when people get upset about leaving it has less to do with like the guy or like i wanted the tv exposure right it truly is like oh my gosh, I oriented like five months of my life around this. You know, people quit their jobs. People completely shift up your life in a lot of situations, especially if you're like from a smaller town originally. And it's just like what I went through to get the wardrobe, like all these little details you don't even think about. And uh, so to get on the island and turn around and go right back home is so depressing. Yeah. So they, okay. So just to paint the picture for the listeners. So Kristen gets to the beach and she kind of talks to a few guys and then asks Matt out on a date, but Matt is dating Jasmine. So when she asks him out on a date, Jasmine like is very upset. And she says her classic line, like you want good TV. I'm going to give you good TV because she Mm -hmm. goes to confront you. So now we know that's all that was all staged. Was her anger towards you staged? Um, no, did she think it's real? Like, did she not know? She thought it was real. Okay. But she, after a day or two, um, to be honest, what happened after a day or two is she realized, I think she started getting manipulated a lot by producers Mm -hmm. to do and say things that she didn't want to do and say. Okay. And so she realized that like the same thing was happening to me. So yeah, she said some pretty awful things, but you know what, like a year later or something, when I saw her, she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know how it is. I know how producers Mm -hmm. are. Like I shouldn't have acted the way I acted. Like basically like it would have happened to me. It would have happened to anybody. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was so like, because I didn't have some great edit on from next season going into paradise, I was fighting a losing battle already. So mm-hmm. I was just brought on as a pawn. Like I was basically yeah. brought on, like, you can either do what we want you to do, or you can go home. That was basically. And so I, I was like, okay, I'll take that on a date. I mean, you know, they said that they weren't really in a relationship, which they weren't. Um, right. So but- yeah, she was, she was actually angry, but then, you know, a day or two into it at paradise, she was like, look, we're fine. They're manipulating me too. Okay. Okay. Well, I was, was going to ask you, like, are you friends with those girls from Nick season slash paradise? Because there kind of was like a little bit of bullying going on. I remember people on Twitter yeah. were like angry at the way things unfolded yeah, for rough. you. Can you shed light on that situation? Yeah. Um, What was really hard about it is I had no idea. So I'm there for at least a week before I knew it was going on. Yes, I knew I upset her with the Matt thing, but Matt went home shortly thereafter. He sent himself home. Mm -hmm. So like Jasmine and I were cool and I tried to apologize. I'm like, listen, I asked him on a date because they they told me he was the only available person. Like I, I literally had no choice. Like at the time going on, the guy I was interested in was Adam who I love. He's amazing. So just to answer your question about being friends with anyone, I would say from paradise, I'm mostly friends with Raven at this point. And we don't really see each other, but we stay in touch somewhat. I love that girl so much. Um, and then I wasn't on paradise with Danielle, but yeah, from next season, like I saw Danielle this weekend and I love her dearly when I see her Lombard Lombard. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, so she's here in Nashville, but Oh, cool. Yeah. So, well, just to kind of, um, bullying. So yeah, the bullying, just because I want to say specifically, so if people are, are confused, so there was like a story that some of the girls, like it was Jasmine, Alexis, people were like saying a story about something that happened when you guys went out and they gave Uh you a really rude nickname. Are you okay with me saying the nickname? Yes. yes, So I'll take it out. I still to this day, like three, four years later, get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this joke has died. The joke is, is dead, but they kind of like gave you this storyline of your nickname was scallop fingers for some stupid, Mm -hmm. stupid story about you guys that you went out to a restaurant. The mean part was that this was all unfolding without you knowing. And I think that's what really rubbed Mm -hmm. viewers the wrong way is that you're like this innocent person and everyone's saying the story. So how was that? Like when you found out, when I found out, I felt like I was being bullied by a network. And I think truly like they even felt like this is a little much. So they Mm -hmm. tried to redeem it by telling me like you just have to own it like producers kept giving me these pep talks and saying like this is funny like we're gonna have you on Jimmy Kimmel after paradise like you just have to own it lean into it because I think they could tell like it was going too far but little things were happening like 
I would go on a date and they would serve my date like a great pasta dish and I would get cold scallops. And I was like, why am I getting cold scallops? I'm like, I don't want this. And so that stuff kept happening or I'd be like sitting, hanging out with everyone. And one of the guys would like bring me a plate of the scallops. And I was like, um, I'm good. I just want like chips and guac. Like I was so confused. And why they were like perpetual. They wanted, oh, that's, that's, see, that's sick and twisted to me because they wanted yeah, to, per- pretty- then they like cut and splice you walking around with fucking scallops. Yeah. And then they're yeah. like, oh, look, it's, that's why she has this nickname. When in reality, they're so totally weird. controlling it. You wonder what's funny about all of it is I think I probably had scallops like twice in my life leading up to that. But after this show, I started getting like restaurants reach out and like offering me like scallop dinners and stuff. Shut up. So I really, I really grew to love them. And now it's like one of my favorite meals. Oh my God. That is so funny. You need to have like your own scallops line now. I love it. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. But that was how it went down. Like I didn't know for a while. And then they had uh, Raven and Wells tell me at the bar because they were mm-hmm. like my two closest friends on there. And they're like, look, and I thought it, I, I didn't get it. I was so baffled. I didn't get it. I thought it was like a sexual joke. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So, so they, did they eventually, they told you this, the full story of like what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They eventually told me and then everyone kind of changed their tune. So it went on for a while and it was like, I, I say, I say they were bored. They didn't have a storyline because it was mm-hmm. the year of the shutdown. They'd already done the Corinna and the Mario thing. So they All needed right. a storyline and they were like, oh my gosh, this just fell in our lap. Let's make it really slapstick. Like they tried for my entry video to get me like eating shellfish, which I ended up that ended up being funny. I like drop it in my shirt on accident. But yeah, they just like ran with it the whole time because I think they were out of good content, maybe. And then people started to feel bad about it because they were like, wait, like you really don't know. Like Raven was actually shocked when she told me and I didn't know. And there was like that scene of us sitting at the bar. I looked at her and I was like, no one said it to my face. Wow. <laughs> and she said, hey, oh my God. But I guess up until that point, like even like Dean was like, I remember him specifically being like, this is bullying and I'm not cool with it. And Did so- you feel bullied? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Cause I couldn't figure out why everyone was acting. So, you know, when like, every, like it took me back to being like a middle school girl and you walk in the room mm-hmm. and everyone's laughing and you don't know why that went on for a little while. And so yeah. I still thought it was over like the fact that I'd asked Matt out on a date and I'm like, what? Like that's paradise. That's what you do. He was my right. only option. It's like, well, that's the whole point oh of the show. And in reality, like so, he's gone. Like he's not reality, even on the show he's anymore. Gone, and it was all about this saga and they were just playing into it so much. So yeah, I think, I think the, the least hard part was finding out. Cause then everybody was kind of like, just own it. Like, let's just make it cute and funny. You know, people were kind of like, it's over. Like, let's just make it cute and funny. Like make it like an empowerment thing. Cause people could tell, like it kind of started making people uncomfortable. Like, okay, this is literally bullying. Um, yeah. and, and, um, anyway, after the, the hardest part for it was the like post show. And then viewers, there was a lot of people being like, you're so gross. You're disgusted. Like just so much of that, that I was like, dang, that that's insane and disgusting. And I'm sorry that you went through that. That's sick. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, so I'm sorry overall- too. I mean, all in all, like I'm very much like healed and went okay. through a lot of like, honestly, I did have to go through like a lot of like therapy stuff, not from the show as much as like the, um, like things people would say after. Cause people just like, don't realize that there's a person on the other end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, it's, you know, it's good now it's you feel okay. Yeah. It's such a like old part of my life. So. Right. Well, just looking back as a whole though, do you regret, do you wish you just didn't go on paradise? Um, yes. Well, you know what? No, yes and no. It, looking back as a whole, I would say when I when I get like triggered by it is when I meet someone new, whether it's a relationship, someone I'm dating, or mainly honestly, probably just someone I'm dating, mm-hmm. and then they don't really like they don't know because I don't like they hadn't followed the show, and then mm-hmm. they like don't really understand, and then they hear things because it's still like people still like it's still kind of a joke it's, I don't know how it hasn't died yet, but I don't, so then I've they'll never hear things. 
yeah, it's just a movie here in Nashville, but they'll hear things. And so then they'll like, be like, what's this all about? And I'm like, oh my God. Like it's, you know, it's like that skeleton in your closet. That's so dumb though. Like it's so stupid. And then you have to explain it and try to not sound like a weirdo and be like, yeah, I was kind of bullied on national TV. Right. I mean, that's the story. I'm relatively normal. Yeah. There's no need for you to be like embarrassed of it because like you're like the victim. I mean, you got bullied on national television. Yeah, it's true. No, you're right. That's a really good perspective. But other than that, um, yeah, I don't, what I don't regret about the show, what's so cool about the show is the opportunities it brings, mm-hmm. um, the relatability it brings. So I have some of my closest friends are people who have since gone on the show and had felt manipulated or whatever, and mm-hmm. were able to bond on like such a deep level that they become lifelong friends. So can I ask if that that's why you're best friends with Victoria Fuller because she was also kind of manipulated Mm -hmm. by production. Yeah, absolutely. That was, so we met about a year ago and we just met at a brunch and like, that was the first thing we bonded over and just the things we both like had to work through from it. Mm -hmm. Um, and how we like do life and perceive life now moving forward. And so it's like that, yeah, it creates like those, those, that really special friendship, I would say for sure. It's like trauma mm-hmm. bonding almost like you guys. Both it's trauma bonding. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your life. Now you're in Nashville and you're yeah. doing real estate. Can you tell us like, what's, what's your life like today? Yes. I love my life right now. I'm building my own house right now. So Amazing. that's extremely exciting. Um, I just got out of a relationship, so mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's been hard just okay. reorienting parts of your life that, um, yeah, that's, that's been, yeah, no, it's okay. That's just been the tricky part. Um, I have amazing friends here. I have such a good church and community that I love, mm-hmm. uh, real estate. My career is so much fun. I get to work with Nashville is, is such a fun city. Like, honestly, like I said earlier, when we were podcasting, I go out every weekend here because there's so much to do. There's so many amazing people to meet network. Mm-hmm. That's like my love language is connecting people. And, um, yeah, I would say in, in every way I'm like, thriving right now. Um, and a lot of it, the show has opened a lot of doors. So I'm thankful for it in that. And I feel like, I feel like a sense of like ownership in this city. I feel like a sense of roots in this city. Um, yeah. So life is fun. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I mean, now that you're like a single and maybe ready to mingle in a little bit, um, is there there anyone from the franchise that you'd be interested in? Oh man. Um, no, I, I say that like, because a lot of the guys I haven't kept up on, but I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Like you said, to, to the point of trauma bonding, like mm-hmm. I've developed relationship with a lot of people from the franchise and feel very close to them because of what we went through. So yeah, it absolutely date someone from the franchise, but there's no one like no on my radar right now. Okay. To be honest, the only person I've ever crushed on from the franchise was Colton Underwood and that, yeah. you know, that ship has sailed. So I was like, Oh, I was like, I guess I'll get over you now, even though we barely knew. Right. Oh my God. That's so funny. I mean, he is hot. I get it. He's a good looking man. He's a cutie. Yeah. Um, so where can everyone find you? Do you want to plug like your business? Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Find me on Instagram. It's Kristen underscore Whitney. And then I have a real estate page you can go to from there. So if anybody's listening to this is moving to Nashville or knows somebody moving to Nashville, I would love to help them out. I'm very passionate about what I do. And otherwise, if you're looking to visit Nashville or move to Nashville, still reach out because I, um, yeah, I'll give you some cool spots or recommend some apartments. Yes. I'm going to Nashville and she's going to be helping me find some fun spots too. Give you all the good, good. So excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, this was a really fun interview and you were really raw and I'm so excited for the fans to hear this. Before we sign off for good, I just want to congratulate the winner of our Spade and Sparrows giveaway. Congratulations, Elise Carter. You have won a voucher towards three bottles of Spade and Sparrows wine. And thank you to everyone who's been listening and thank you to everyone who participated in the giveaway. Don't worry, we will be having plenty other fun giveaways and other collaborations with the podcast. So yeah, but this time around, congrats, Elise. Stephanie will be contacting you through the She's All Batch Instagram account, and you guys can coordinate how to claim your prize. And that's all we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow She's All Batch on Instagram and on TikTok, and you can follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore on Instagram, TikTok, and on Twitter, but I don't tweet that much. That's it. <laughs> that's it. All right. Bye, bitches. Bye.